All right. Welcome, Chris, to the Fempreneur Marketing Podcast. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Lindsay. This is very exciting. Yeah. So Chris Swill, for those of you who don't know her, she's a life and health coach. She has many, many certifications. And Chris, why don't you just jump right in and introduce yourself and tell us all about your many skills and talents. <laughs> sure. Well, uh, I am Chris, the girl, um, and I am a life and health coach. Um, I am also trained as a functional uh, nutritional um, functional nutrition counselor and a sleep and stress recovery coach. I am trained and certified as a personal trainer, group fitness trainer, and I used to be a bar instructor. <laughs> Um, a lot of these things I became very interested in because, um, well, I've always been very active in my life, but um, when I found problems that I needed to fix and started getting the help, I then became so like obsessed with the changes I've seen. So I, I thought I got to get trained and help other people too. Yeah, absolutely. And everyone watching or listening will notice that we do have the word perimenopause in the title. Mm -hmm. And so that really comes down to a big part of why you started your business. So tell us about what you went through that resulted in you getting all these certifications and wanting to help women in the way that you do. Yeah. So this is the newest phase. And um, because I am a mom with three kids and, you know, right now they're eight, 10 and 12. So um, not baby babies, but they were very quite Quite, they were younger when I started going into perimenopause and I had no idea what was happening because I was uh, 42, 41, 42, and um, it was not on my radar. And, you know, I was just getting out of the weeds of baby and toddler stuff and thinking, you know, oh, like this is like the great years. I'm going to be able to just enjoy my kids and everything for a bit. But my body just kept getting hit with, um, with all these different symptoms and it and it took a while because I, I think when we think menopause, we think hot flashes, missed periods, right? But there are a host of other indications. And um, anyways, I've learned along the way that like some of these things can show up for several years before you see the typical symptoms. And um, just like I said, it wasn't on my radar. So I was just getting hit by you know insomnia by joint pain by back pain and um and acne and you know all these things i'm like what is going on um until i finally started getting the hot flashes and went to my doctor and found out i was in perimenopause were you in a phase for a while there where you were worrying that it was something bigger more like maybe neurological disease like yeah did you go through a phase of like full-on fear that this was like an actual forever oh fatal illness 100 percent. i went to several different uh specialists i saw rheumatologists and um bounced around a lot to a lot of the autoimmune um different autoimmune doctors and specialists um and uh Actually, it's not been ruled out, I guess, 100%, although I think I'm sort of ruling it out because, um, or at least I may have it, but th that's not the reason for a lot of the things that have been happening in the last three years, I guess, um, and because I didn't fit in any box. And that's why one specialist or doctor like would recommend me to another one and then to another one and to another one because nobody could diagnose me. And um, I guess it wasn't really on any of their radars either that this like 41 year old woman is experiencing quite severe perimenopause symptoms. Right. And then yes, 
yesterday. Was it yesterday? It feels like it's been forever. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It feels like it was so long ago. Uh, a lot of life has been lived. There's 24 hours have been packed. But, um, you know, uh, yeah, it was yesterday. I held my first um, women's health perimenopause uh, webinar or workshop. And um, yeah, I'm hoping to do a, a bunch more of them because I think this is a topic. Honestly, I think this topic should be taught in the schools. Um, we, you know, when we know more about our bodies, what, how they function, how they're going to function or the transitions are going to be through going through, right. um, then we have more power and we can advocate for our, our own health. And, you know, this like perimenopause, um, I will say that actually in the last, since I've been going through my journey, um, particularly in the last, uh, I'd say six to 12 months now it's becoming mainstream. And every time I see it, I'm like, yeah, when I see somebody post um, something about menopause. And, um, but before that, you know, it was, it was, there was a real stigma to it. And there's a real, like, there's just a real culture around not talking about it or that it's this horrible thing when, when it's, it's not like, it's, it's a big thing and it can be a bit traumatic, especially when, you know, we don't have, we don't know where to turn. Our concerns get dismissed a lot. And so we just don't feel the support. And then, and then we feel a lot of shame about it, but like, this is a natural process that 50% of the world's population goes through. So, you know, it needs to be a conversation and we need the knowledge around it. So it doesn't feel scary. So scary. Yeah. And I mean, I'm excited to have you here on the podcast for many reasons. And you know, of course, hearing your business journey, which we're going to dive into more here in a minute, but also just because most of the women in this community are 40 plus. And so I really want to just make sure that they know that you're available as a resource. Um, you have another free workshop coming up on November 28th. So you can go to a little bit better.ca to learn more about that. And uh, yeah, and then of course, we're going to talk about your business stuff too. But know that Chris is very versed in all this, all this fun stuff that happens <laughs> to changing female body. And uh, she has all the training as well. So do you want to actually take us back to when you were a little girl, like maybe even as a teenager and just kind of who you were? Did you see yourself being an entrepreneur? Did you see yourself serving women? Like, did you get a bit of a glimpse of your future at that age? Or what were you thinking you were going to be when you grew up? Oh, I love this question. I've never been asked that before. Um, you know, I, I think to be truthful, I didn't really know what an entrepreneur was. But I think that is what was always in my heart. And I think I've always known that that's who I am. Um, so when I also, um, I should let everyone know, which might explain all my certifications and my energy, is that I have ADHD. But I only found that out when I was, I think, also 42. <laughs> it was a big year for me. And um, so but you said you, I think we talked about this and you said you weren't shocked by that information. No, not at all. And um, and it was, it's typical. Apparently, it's like one of the number, it is the number one age group is um, late 30s, early 40 year old women are getting diagnosed because they're taking their children to get diagnosed. And this exactly is what happened to me that as I was going through the process with my um, with my son, I was like, oh, <laughs> reading all the questions. And, you know, it just it can show up very differently in, in females. And so um, but a lot of females do have ADHD. I'm not saying you have to have it to be an entrepreneur, sorry, female entrepreneurs, and you certainly don't need to have it, of course. But I think that it is, um, and probably males do too, actually, who are entrepreneurs. Um, but it's just because we're um, often very creative and we think fast. 
past and we had these ideas. And um, so I was always like that. I always saw things um, when I was younger and I was like, oh, but what if we did it this way? Um, and then another part of my personality was that I always knew I wanted to help people, but I didn't know how. And I'm like, I still, like, I give to charities a lot, but that was something that I always did even when I had no money. I think one of the first things I did when I was 18 is I sponsored a child and I have kept that up. I still sponsor children. And, um, you know, I've like, my children are not sponsored anymore because they've grown past the age of sponsorship. And so I've always wanted to help. And so, um, you know, my, uh, I think that that is part of my personality and then my um, self-development part of my personality, you know, it all just, and my physical health journey, like all of this um, just melded together. And here I am now doing what I do. Well, one thing I learned about you yesterday that I didn't know, and it makes total sense is that you were a high level gymnast. Oh. You're like a very high level athlete for a mm -hmm. period of time in your life. And mm -hmm. I do know that that's a commonality with like high performance entrepreneurs is that they have that history of knowing how to really bust their ass and see mm -hmm. a goal they want to achieve and get there. And, um, I can't say that I have that. I played basketball, but I sat on the bench more than anything. Um, but yeah, I think for you, I, like when, when I found that out about you, it kind of helped me kind of understand you. A little ah. bit. But so tell us about the, the gym, the gymnastics years of your life. When did you start doing that? Um, yeah, actually that, that is a kind of an, an interesting story. And I think it's one that I'm pretty proud of. Um, probably one of my first times I acknowledged that I was proud of what I had worked hard to achieve. Um, so I actually started gymnastics quite late. Um, I think I was 10. And usually when you're going to go into competitive, you, um, especially gymnastics, you need to be have like identified when you're six or seven. Um, but I was, I was a very athletic kid. And, um, and I just loved, I fell in love with gymnastics. And I think it was actually because of the Olympics. I think it was an Olympic year. And, um, and uh, so I signed up for gymnastics and I, I worked really hard and I made it to the pre-competitive group, but it's still pretty casual. You know, it, I mean, they do put people there to train, to get them ready for competitive, but um, I was one of the older girls um, because there were younger girls that they were really, you know, keeping their eye on. But I guess I, I, I wanted it really badly. So I was working really, really hard and I was, so I was really coachable and I was listening to what they said and I, and I, I didn't whine when they said do extra handstands or you know splits or whatever and um so i and i spoke with them and um and we decided okay let's let's try this out you're a little old to be starting because by that point i guess i was 11 and um but we we did it and i like loved it and i worked really hard and we, we were in the gym and I, I had great coaches honestly they were the best um shout out to kim and frank and um but they uh they were so good at like whole health too and so we we didn't work as long hours as some of the other gymnasts but when we were in there we knew we were there to work and so we just concentrated on what we had to do they always made sure that we were eating healthy too um and uh um, or like in eating in general, um, no, there, nobody was allowed to to be um, starving or um, you know doing unhealthy things with their for the bodies, um, and uh, and yeah, so it was just like it was a really nurturing environment, despite the fact that it was really competitive, and um, and I feel like that is it was just really well suited for my personality, and because I really wanted it, my parents didn't put me in it because it was their dream, which happens a lot, you know, in sports. Um, that I just I. I saw it. It was like my goal that I wanted to get to this level. 
Um, and yeah, I ended up being a um, national level athlete in power tumbling. So that was pretty cool. What, what is that one? What Describe what that is. So power tumbling, I know it's it's kind of like this weird one nobody knows about. Um, we um, I've been out of it for a while, so I don't know if this is still the case, but I imagine it, it probably is. Um, trampoline and power tumbling always had their competitions together. So the gymnastics that everybody knows about is called artistic, and that's the bars, floor, vault, beam, that, that kind of gymnastics, which I did do as well at a provincial level. Um, but power tumbling is... Um, it's a bit of a bouncier floor, and it's about the length of two tractor trailers, um, like end to end. And you just run, and then you do eight eight moves down um, down the track, and they land. No music, no dance. It's just like powered power tumbling. So it's it's big big moves, and so you I like, like a wheel, and you like spin. Yeah, yeah. Oops. I mean, you like with a forward trajectory so, so you're not like in one spot but yeah but uh, i mean look it up afterwards it's pretty i'm cool. going to that's neat i didn't know that that yeah. was your support okay yeah cool. no it's pretty cool and so um that's what i did and um that's what i did um where i got to compete nationally which was was pretty cool that's I, very I, think cool. I, I don't know why i'm forgetting just blanking out but i think in my division i i came fifth in canada and that was like my claim to fame and i'm like and retire <laughs> But it was too bad because the year we were hoping that it could get into the Olympics and it still isn't, obviously, or else people might know about it. Um, we were excited when trampoline got in and hoping we could too, but unfortunately it didn't happen. But yeah, That's pretty cool. That's really good. good. <laughs> yeah. So you, um, I think it sounds like you were coached by some pretty impressive coaches and you mm -hmm. learned how to be coachable and you learned what a great coach is from experience. Yeah. And so what are some of the, the coaching skills and the positive um, aspects of your childhood coaching experience, what are some of those ones that you brought into your work as a coach? Oh, I love this question. And you know what? You're like, thank you, because you helped me connect the dots. I actually didn't, like, I always know, knew how much um, my coaches meant to me, but I actually didn't really connect the dots that they were, like, my mentor coaches into what I do. And, um, and so, actually, that's a really cool realization. So, thank you for that. Um, so, you know, uh, I think what I took from them and their style is um, is that, you know, we knew when to work, but we also didn't take ourselves too seriously. So we had a lot of fun um, and we made mistakes and we, you know, we talked like if I did something and goofed up, you know, sometimes it, like I, I saw other coaches um, on the floor when we were competing and some of them just, I, I remember just being like, oh my gosh, like so, so thankful I wasn't at those clubs because they just seemed so mean to the athletes when if they fell on um or bobbled the trick or whatever and i think you know my coaches sometimes would be like ah, what did you do that for but it was like in jets they're like you know do it better i think i remember one big competition i was so nervous i think it might have been um that my um nationals competition and you have a like a preliminary line that everybody has to do and I did it like Matt, like so so. And you know, my 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 coach, I think Frank is like, okay, head case. Now that we got that out of your system, he's like, ready for line two. You know, and we just like, you know, we just so we acknowledged it wasn't my best run, but um, but it's it's not the end of the world. Like, let's let's focus forward. And so um I think that I try to take a lot of that is is like never take myself too seriously. Obviously, I take my clients seriously, but I'm not going to reprimand them because um, I want it, the journey to be good and fun for them in as much as it can be fun. I mean, sometimes things are deep and, 
and tricky and hard, but you know, we try not to make light of things, but to keep things light where they can be light. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that just really helps people um, feel, I guess, supported and takes a bit of pressure off, I hope. Um, and uh, yeah, and I forgot, I thought of something else and I totally forgot what I was gonna say. Okay, but, well, you yeah. can wait, wait for it to come back to you. I have okay. another question that might trigger that. To okay. Um, about your podcast. So you have a podcast mm -hmm. called A Little Bit Better. And I love the episode about kindness. You recorded it, I think, mm -hmm. at, right before Christmas. So mm -hmm. it was kind of a bit of a like preparing for the new year episode. And uh, I'm just curious to know where, like it sounds like your coaches were firm yet kind as a, when you were in gymnastics. Um, what other role models have you had in your life that you feel have really done a great job of teaching you how to be a great coach and, and even to be a great coach to yourself as, as someone who's kind to yourself and others? Where did you see that growing up? Oh, that's, that's a good question. I mean, the, the obvious is, um, you know, my mother and I'd say my grand, both my grandmothers as well. Um, you know, they, they have a lot of those elements too. And, um, they were just, they're, they're all, um, very giving people. And, um, but also I would say never took themselves too seriously either. I just like, you know, kept to keep things moving along. And, um, and so, I think that if something big happened too, there wasn't a mass panic about it. And like, this is the end of the world, even when it could have felt like the end of the world. I think there was a lot of, okay, well, what do we do then? What do we do? And all three of those women, um, my mom and my two grandmothers, I would say have a lot of that. It was just like, okay, well, what needs to be done? Yeah. And, um, and so I think that is also how I am too. I mean, like we, we will some like, obviously it's healthy to talk about things and, but you don't want to stay talking about things in a, in a circle where you're not coming out of it. So I think that we don't um, like when I'm coaching and stuff, I won't, we, we don't need to just rehash things that don't work. We can be like, okay, what, what didn't work? Why? Okay. So let's figure out what we can do next, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and I think that I saw that in uh, the, uh, the women in my family. So I'd say that's a definite, um, those would be a definite thing yeah. that I took out of that. Yeah, that's awesome. Those, from those people, yeah. Such a blessing to have people like that that kind of mold us and shape us without even yeah. realizing it sometimes. And mm -hmm. especially the whole year in now working with women, it's cool to hear that you had those strong yet kind women that that showed you how to be like that. Yeah, well, my mom too, I should add, she's, she was a nurse and a director of nursing as well. And I remember I used to work when I was a uh, teenager. I, I was a landscaper at the... Uh, the uh, nursing, the seniors home that she was working at. And in the summers, I, that was one of my summer jobs. And um, so I did get to see her a little bit. And I will say at Christmas in particular as well, there were always, there were, there's like a little, every day leading up, there'd be one or more little packages on our door um, or my mom would come home, but they often I'd come home from school and there they were outside my door because my mom was so kind and she, um, you know, she had so much empathy too around the, the residents in in the home and so she treated them all like they were her mother you know and i didn't know it broke her heart for the, the the residents who didn't have as many visitors but she always spoke to them like they could hear even if she wasn't sure they could you know and like they were um 
you know, there and present and, and she just never spoke down to them and, or just didn't, and she never, did, she didn't ignore them when they were, when she was in the room, she wasn't too busy, just like did, 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 doing my thing. Like she, she'd come in, hi Ethel, looking great, you know? And it just like, I, I, I just think that was really appreciated by her. And that's why I wasn't surprised when she came with all these little gifts of appreciation. Um, show, I like would show up. And so I think like, you know, she showed me that she was a leader and a caretaker and could do that with a, like a ton of kindness and empathy. That's really awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay, so when did the light bulb, some people say go off, I like to say turn on. Um, when did the <laughs> light bulb turn on for you? Meaning when did you say, I gotta take all this horrible shit I've been through, <laughs> like health wise, and like all the realizations I've had, I need to get certifications. Like at what point were you like, this is a business, I need to do this as a business? Like. Was there a day? Do you remember it being like an aha moment? What happened that made you? Yeah. Well, I mean, truthfully, my business was built first before the perimenopause, like that part of it. Um, that just became the, uh, something that I was like, oh, I have an audience. I have the means. Um, and this, I think, is, is um, information that is critical. Um, but I actually just to rewind a bit, like the reason I started my initial business, which was life coaching, was for that reason was the ahas, whereas I, I was just feeling really um, like floating and I, I just felt like I was spinning my wheels and life was passing me by and I was getting really panicky. And so I started being like a recipient of life coaching and then um, I just loved the mindset stuff and I just felt like I was able to forgive myself and release and and then make plans to to take action to do what I wanted to do and as I was doing these things I'm like oh my gosh I need to share this with everybody else so then I went and got trained as a life coach um, and I guess because of my physical I've always been like into um, like health and especially physical and um, and nutrition as well like um, that I I saw and I, I just feel like um, mind and body are so connected that I feel like it's hard to have to be have whole health to be fully healthy um, if one area of either uh, your mental health or your physical health isn't it is suffering or is neglected and so um, it came out of a need for me that way and I'm and then as you know so I've been working as a life coach pre predominantly um, but what I noticed was that a lot as I'm coaching women, a lot of times these these little health things would come in, right? And whether it was, oh, like I, I like I, I'm not happy in my skin, or I'm gaining weight, and I don't know what's going on. I'm not happy. I'm anxious. I don't know why. Um, you know all these things, and um, and I, I I saw even more so, and I'm so grateful that I had chosen to get a duo certification in both life and health coaching because I just really in practice saw how interconnected it was. They are, and um, so and then when I started having my own symptoms shortly afterwards of perimenopause. Um, I kind of was like, it just like hit me. And I was like, you know what? Screw this. Like, why aren't we having these conversations? It's just like when you feel like, what the hell would you have a baby? And other people have had babies before you. And they didn't tell you what it was actually like um, to go through labor and the after and how like traumatizing that can be, you know? And I was like, why is nobody having these conversations? And I just kind of went, oh, I could have these conversations. How about I do it? So, um, and I'm not a doctor. So like I always tell people, definitely speak to your doctor um, about this stuff. But what I can do is help you advocate and how you and help you learn so that you can understand what's going on um, so that you can make these choices. But, um, you know, and you, you if you don't know 
like what's happening to you, then, you know, a lot of times we dismiss, oh, I'm just tired because the kids are like a lot of energy or because I'm getting older. And, you know, even things like incontinence is one of the symptoms of perimenopause. And a lot of people think, oh, well, you know, it's because I've had a couple of kids and I'm getting older. But no, like you don't have to be peeing in your pants. Like, like there's solutions and you don't have to be OK with that. You don't have to live with it. Like, you know, there's things we can do. So um, and so that's why I, I think um, and I'm just using that one because actually that one comes up a lot in my coaching uh, with my clients. And so, uh, so I just realized I'm like, I've got the, I've got the means to do this. And I'm such it with my ADHD. And because I was going through it, I'm such a researcher. So I, I, I already had the training that I had, which touched a little bit about it, but then my own experiences made me go, I need to know everything. And so I've just been on this journey of research. Yeah, I was like, give it all to me. And so I've been talking with doctors and specialists. I've been reading and from um, from female doctors um, in uh, the US, uh, Canada, the US, Australia, and the UK. So I'm trying to get like all the information. Yeah. Yeah. And it was very apparent that you have a lot of information yesterday at your workshop. Yeah, I might need to figure out how to pare that down a little. One fifth of the slides. I know. <laughs> which was which was fine. And I was like literally giggling the whole time because like when you were frantically building the last slides and I was building the nutrition slides, I was like, this isn't happening. We know we're not going to get here. <laughs> oh, and I knew it. I, I said to you, I was like, we, we can't do this. We can't get through it. What are we going to do? I'm like, well. It was good because now we have basically three workshops in yeah. one slide deck. And yeah. Now we just have to like chunk it out. Yeah. So. For those of you who are wanting to get around more women who are, you know, asking questions in a safe space and who are learning from Chris because she is really uh, obviously, you know, gathering all the information, um, come to the free workshop on November 28th. You can sign up for it at a littlebitbetter.ca. All right. So we're not going to talk about women's health. If women want to know about that, they can come to your workshop. I just wanted to make sure that everyone knows that you are very knowledgeable about perimenopause <laughs> and women's health, you know, 40 plus, uh, maybe even like, you know, late thirties. Mm -hmm. um, what business building tip or trick would you like to share with empreneurs? Oh, okay. I'll, um, I could just tell you what I think um, for me, because I actually, although I talk a lot, um, I'm actually um, an introvert. <laughs> and so I have um, always shied away from networking and, um, just because I was feeling shy or just didn't know how to do it. And I would say it's 100% the thing you have to do. You have to just get out there and start talking to, to people because you never know um, who can help you. And like, you can talk to somebody who might not be a direct person that you collaborate with or that becomes a client or helps you, but they know somebody who knows somebody who can. And I mean, this is how I found Lindsay, right? That's how I find you. So, um, so I think uh, that would be my number one thing is you just have to put yourself out there. And I mean, you don't have to be crazy and like trying to have 100 conversations at an event. Um, like I've, I've done a couple different kind and I found the, the kind I like are the smaller ones. And, you know, maybe I have conversations with three to five women, maybe not even five, probably three. Um, but then I make some some really good, solid connections that way. And we just try to keep in touch. And um, and I, I've found that invaluable. That's an awesome tip. I love that. That's really great. It's really, really great. Um, okay, so business building tip is to get out there and network. Is this your first ever live video, by the way? Yes, it is. 
I love it. Um, so also, I guess to kind of back up Chris's tip, um, I can vouch for the fact that these live videos work so well for connecting you with more people that need to know about you. So if you're someone who's um, shied away from live video, um, don't be scared. Hop on Instagram Live with a like with a, a complimentary business owner. The Fempreneur community is a great place to meet other women who want to get out there on Instagram Live. And it's way better to have a chat like Chris and I are doing right now than to just hop on an Instagram Live by yourself, which you did the other day, though, which was highly effective. I it's think we true. got like nine signups for your event that day. I know it's true. That's true. So I've done that kind of live. I've just never done this kind of live. <laughs> right, where you're like getting asked questions and you're like, that wasn't yeah. on the list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I want to let you get back to your busy day. I know you have a lot on the go. Um, so thank you so much for taking the time to share your business story with us and some tips and tricks. And yeah, everyone needs to go and find Chris on Instagram at chris.swale. And uh, she does have a YouTube channel. She's on LinkedIn. Um, she has a Facebook page, but you mostly hang out on Instagram and LinkedIn, right? Yeah, to be fair, I don't really do technology very well. I'm learning and so I'm trying to build up my those those channels you mentioned. I'm pr predominantly though on Instagram, but I right. am going to be working on the other channels. <laughs> yes, and I'm trying to help your YouTube channel grow by mentioning you because you do have a couple of great videos that maybe by the time people are listening to this will be on YouTube and those yeah. are really awesome videos. So I want people to go and check those out. And subscribe because yeah it's just the beginning for chris on youtube yeah beginning of many many fun things yes um okay thanks have a great day chris and uh, have a great day everyone else thanks for tuning in you can learn more about me and my femme authors group and my new book at yycfemprinters.com all right bye everybody thank you bye